Welcome into the What's Up Peoria podcast. I am your host, Nathaniel Washburn, coming to you with another episode from Amplify Studio here in our main library in wonderful, beautiful downtown Peoria. We are back today, and I got to tell you, I'm really, really excited about this episode. Um, Our in-studio guest is someone who I've wanted to interview for a while, uh, and he is going to bring some awesome stories. We are joined, and I am excited to be joined, by our fire chief, Mr. Gary Bernard. Gary, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Nathaniel. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course, Gary. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I'm also excited because my co-host is here, and you guys all know who that is, <laughs> Miss Mary Lou Stevens in the studio. Co-host. The co-host. Yeah. Our director of the Arts, Culture, and Library Services Department right here in Peoria. And she is uh, also joining us to help me interview Gary. We're going to get some stories from Gary about his journey uh, through the fire department here, uh, all the way up to the top as fire chief. And um, he's going to tell us about his journey. We're going to talk a little bit about safety as well, uh, the wonderful things that the fire department does, and then uh, a little details about what what your fire department in Peoria is made of. So uh, a lot to talk about with Gary. So I'm just going to jump right into the current events that are happening here in Peoria so you know what's going on. Um, so you can be where you need to be this this weekend. One very cool thing is we have another movie in the park happening on June 3rd right here in Centennial Plaza. They're going to be showing Spies in Disguise, and uh, everything kicks off at 5.30. I believe there is a Nerf War associated with this because it's a spy movie. Yes, of course. you, you got to have the Nerf War. Right. Absolutely. So pretty cool. And, and this is kind of an early uh, Dad's Day event, so bring out Dad and, and celebrate Dad. Um, there's going to be, um, you know, like I said, uh, food. Uh, movie, obviously, and then food trucks and wonderful things going on. Anything else, Mary Lou, with it, that? It's just a great party environment. I can't get over how much fun everybody has at these events. And They're really can, cool. Yeah, and it's a great space, and it's free parking. It's, it's just, free. It's a free movie. Yeah, right? and it, but so, it's just very convenient all the way around. Yeah. So it's probably one of the best movies in the park that we do in anywhere in Peoria. And so. the weather is still like last night. I was, it's pretty we were, nice. I was out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's kind of a little bit chilly. I mean, I'm a big guy, so it takes a <laughs> <laughs> to give me chili, but I'm like, there's a nice, you there know, was the a breeze. breeze was there in was the air, breeze. and it was really, really nice. So um, let's hope this weekend it's going to be nice. And, and when that sun goes down, you know, it's nice even in June. So make sure you get out to, to the movie in the park that Saturday, June 3rd, uh, going on right here in Centennial Plaza. Also happening uh, this uh, in June and in, in over the next few weeks, uh, we have Playback AZ has their June 6th performance at a uh, at over at the uh, PCPA. And I had Brian Swice on uh, about a month and a half ago. And if you don't remember, Brian is part of the cast. And what they do is they get a story from the audience and then they improv that story out. So it's really cool. That's happening June 6th over at the PCPA. Also happening at the PCPA on June 14th is Mr. Walt Richardson. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Mary huge Lou is fan. very excited about this. I and love this him. is part of the Global Sounds series that's been happening over at uh, the PCPA, and it's been a tremendous success. Huge success. Yeah, and so. it's free. It's also another free. free. So mm-hmm. kudos to to the uh, the uh, arts and culture and events team for getting all those global sounds uh, acts lined up because they've done a great job. Thank great you. job. And it's it's like Mary Lou said, it's free. Take advantage of it. You do need to reserve a ticket. Yep. So go on the uh, Theater Works website, and that's also where you can buy tickets for Playback AZ because that is also going on, and you can buy tickets for that and reserve your spot for the Global Sounds June fourteenth uh, show. 
Also happening right now as we speak, the kickoff for summer reading is happening at our library. So make sure you get out and you register for summer reading if you haven't done that yet. And if you have, start reading your books. 20 minutes a day. I am registered. Mary Lou registered with her adult (laughs) son to do this together as as mom and son. I thought that was so cool, by the way. Thank you. We're excited. Very, very cool. And they're going to get prizes. Yeah, you're we are. going to get prizes because oh, we you're going to read. So we're big readers. You guys are big readers, so yep. I think that that's unbelievable. But if you haven't got out to uh, to register yet, get online, register, and then start reading and enjoy the summer reading programs that we have at both of our libraries that are going on all throughout summer reading, June and July. Take advantage of it. So. All of that going on, we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to head to the interview portion. And like I said, I'm super excited because Gary's in studio and I've, I've uh, had the chance to work with you, Gary, for for uh, quite some time. And we've had a lot of conversations. And I got to tell you, you are uh, what a great story. Your backstory in Peoria is you are what I would call a homegrown firefighter. So you are the first ever firefighter to go through the Peoria Firefighters Academy and then become our chief. That's correct. So tell us a little bit about your journey in Peoria and and how you ended up all the way up to chief. Yeah, it's kind of crazy where the roads take you. Um, I was in California actually in college and I met uh, a girl. She wouldn't leave me alone, so ended up marrying her. (laughs) That's a good choice. 34 years later, here we are, yeah. (laughs) It all worked out. So uh, I had a couple tryouts out of college, uh, to go pro and uh didn't work out i was hanging in san diego not much going on i was born in canada so i really couldn't work i didn't have a work oh. visa so we decided to come to arizona uh get married so we came back here her brother lived in peoria and we ended up staying with him and then we got married we moved into uh the apartments on 85th and peoria there oh, okay. they're brand yeah. new at the time yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh so I was working at Smitty's, and uh, I have a bachelor's degree. They gave me a piece of paper that said I learned something after after college, so <laughs> that was kind of cool. <laughs> and then um, I'm working at Smitty's, but I wanted to get on a fire department. And uh, I was jogging. They had a, a workout place right by Station 91. It's called PR Athletic Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, it's kind of a weird story, but the Phoenix Roadrunners came back in town. So I thought, well, there's another chance I can go play hockey. So I would run go work out because I was going to try out for the Roadrunners. Wow. Yeah. Get out of town. You, you know, if you're going to try out for the Roadrunners, you better be able to fight because I went to a lot of Roadrunners games <laughs> as yeah. kids and that's that team was, they were fighting. They, they were to scrappy. Fight. Yeah. They, they were, were scrappy. very scrappy. Yes. So, yeah. And that's the thing in hockey, you don't have to win, but you got to show up. you got to show <laughs> up right. every night. Yeah. Every night. Yeah, I got in one uh, fight, uh, but I thought I was a goal scorer and <laughs> I should have kept throwing them, I guess. <laughs> So I'd work out there, but I, I met uh, a guy from Peoria at the hockey rink, Bob Graholski, and uh, he worked at that station right by the Peoria oh, Athletic okay. Club. So when I would jog back to the apartment, he was outside sometimes working on a truck, so I'd stop and chat with him. And and then uh, the hockey thing didn't work out, so I started testing in the fire department. And then it took two years to get hired. Wow. I tested in, tested in Peoria twice, uh, but I tested Phoenix, Tempe, Avondale, all over the place. That's what everybody does. Well, you oh. have to, right? Because yeah. my brother did the same thing. He's a police or was a police officer in surprise. Yeah, did the same thing. You yeah. got You got to get it all. Yeah, you cast a wide mm-hmm. net and hope for the best. Right. And, uh, uh, really disheartening. I thought, man, I don't know why I'm getting not getting hired, not getting hired. And then it's it's about networking too. You got to know some folks. Mm-hmm. So Bob mm-hmm. introduced me to some people and introduced me to some more people. And the second go round, 
Uh, they hired me, but it was funny because I walked out of that interview thinking, "Well, there's always next year." Oh God! <laughs> I thought I, I thought I bombed it, and they called me and and uh, said you're going to get hired. So October 25th, 1991. Wow! Yeah, off mm-hmm. we go to the academy. Me and five other guys. We had three stations at that time. Uh, the, okay. The Morris, 191, 192, and 193. Uh, 92 is on Union Hills and mm-hmm. like 89th. That uh, was our furthest north station at that time. Oh wow! And, and how many do you have now? We have eight, and the ninth station's going in design July 1. Good. Awesome. Love yeah. that. Yeah, we've grown so much. My badge number is 49. We had 51 firefighters when I got hired. That's crazy. And now we have 216 sworn That's awesome. members from Fire Chief down. Very, very cool. Yeah, I think the population back then was 60-some thousand in Peoria. Yeah. Sounds about right. And yeah. Now it's, what, three times that? Almost it's, four times almost? Yeah, it's so, over 200,000. Yeah, 200,000 plus. Yeah. So. Oh, Crazy. 180 square miles. Yeah. So so you didn't get drafted by an NHL team, but you did get drafted by the fire department. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> and that was our, that's our, our win. Our win. Our win, yes. the way I see it. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, the, the goal was not to sit in this chair. It was just to do a good job and not let Bob and the guys who were behind me let them down right Right, of course and uh so i went to the academy it was uh 12 or 15 weeks at the time they gave out uh two awards in the academy they gave a leadership uh leader of the class award and a recruit of the class award and i got both of those wow and uh yeah i was pretty surprised myself (laughs) 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 but it was really cool bringing that back to little peoria of course three stations 51 firefighters and we're in the academy with phoenix glendale tempe a whole bunch of other Everybody. departments, yeah. yeah. So to bring that back was a really good feather uh, in the cap, and uh, just kept on going from there. And you know, we're so small, we started growing, and the opportunities just came. And so after I got off probation, uh, Bob Groholski again says, "Hey, medic test coming up. You go go to medic school." I go, "Nah, <laughs> I want to I be a good EMT before I'm a medic." He goes, "You'll be a good EMT after you get out of medic school. Sign up and go." <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you were voluntold to go. <laughs> uh, he's been my biggest advocate the whole way. That's and, awesome. Uh, so I went and I uh, got through medic school. And yeah, he was right. I became a really good EMT after that. I bet. <laughs> but the medic stuff was amazing. I always tell the new kids, it's the whole career is higher highs and lower lows as you move up. Sure. Mm. You become a paramedic. You go on a medical call as an EMT and you save a life. It's, it's really cool. But when you're the medic making those decisions mm-hmm. on when to go, which drugs, all that stuff, it's uh, definitely a higher, higher. Yeah. But, but on the opposite end, when it doesn't work out, it's you, spend, you have some sleepless nights yeah. going, man, I wonder if we should, should have done that. Oh, man. So... That's tough, though. I mean, you know, yeah. and you don't want to second guess yourself either. You know, you got to go with with oh yeah the training, and but you know, yeah. good and bad happen. Absolutely, and that's life, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes things go perfect and it doesn't work out, and sometimes things aren't going so well, but it still works out. Yeah, but uh, just keep pushing, keep learning. Uh, I, I tell everybody that the biggest thing we do in the fire department, besides responding to the calls, is the training piece. We need hundreds and hundreds of hours of training. Yeah, absolutely. Not just the firefighting piece, but the medical side. And 86% of our calls are medical calls. Wow. So fires have gone down over the years. Uh, People are safer, homes are built better, sprinklers, stuff like that. Yeah, but you still need that that medical attention. Absolutely. Fire is always the first one on scene. Always. Yeah. And they're always, and again, that training is what is the difference between life and death. Absolutely. Literally. Yeah. So amazing stuff. But I find the fire department, parallels hockey almost identical in my mind 
So on, on a fire truck, you have four firefighters and then uh, and then a bunch of other people on the bench for waiting, right? <laughs> right. And same thing in hockey, you got a bench, but when you're on the ice, you have four people on the ice. Everybody has a role, responsibility, a position to play. Mm-hmm. Same thing on a fire truck. Everybody has a role, a position, some things they have to do, but you have to know everybody else's position so that everything runs smoothly. Right. And uh, when I was in the field, I, I had a medic partner that we worked together six six years and uh you know, we, we could look at each other and not have to say a word, and we knew, hey, we need to get going on this, or we knew what to do just by looking at each other. That is just like a sports team because Absolutely. what you mm-hmm. – you know, if you played sports, and I, I played sports too, and one of the things that coaches always, you know, told me is do your job and trust the guy next to you yeah. to do theirs. Absolutely. And that is exactly what you're saying. That's uh, phenomenal. Yeah. And it's got to be intuitive too, right? Yeah. It can't mm-hmm. be analytical where, oh, let me do this. It's got to be like driving your car now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get in, you don't even know what you're doing. And you just, you get <laughs> you somewhere, right? right? Yeah, it's so, it's so intuitive, so it ingrained. Becomes, it becomes second nature. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can get there, that's where you want to be. Wow. But at every step of the way, it, uh, I say it's like uh, blinders. When you're in the academy and you're, you're learning stuff, you got these blinders on, you're so task-focused on what's going on. And then after you do it a whole bunch of times, it starts becoming intuitive, those blinders kind of go back a little right. bit, and you see more stuff. And the same thing when you test for engineer, you're driving the truck now. So you're responsible for everything on that fire truck. And you got to know a lot of math. There's a math equation to figure out what your pump pressure is going to be based on the hose that you pull. Oh, wow. Because mm. water going through anything. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so you got to know the pump pressure for each hose line, and you got to do some math stuff on it. And... Uh, same thing when you get that position, you get your first fire and you're just focused. I remember my first fire, I was pretty excited. It was a shed fire in the backyard, and uh, I get out, and the firefighter pulls the hose off the truck, and he's going, and I get out there, and I'm doing my stuff and water to the hose and charge everything. I throttle up, put the pressure in it, and I'm like, yeah, I did good. <laughs> And the firefighter comes back later and goes, hey, uh, next time, can you wait till I get over the fence before you charge that hose oh. line? It would have been a lot easier. Oh, like, no. Gotcha. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking hey, did, he say, I gotta, did he say it that nonchalantly, too? Was uh, no. he like, hey, next time, can you? Or was he like, what were you thinking? Exactly. You're not allowed to curse on here, yeah, right? No, yeah. You know, <laughs> so throw a couple maybe. of those in and that would be like, yeah, sorry about that. You're sorry right. About that. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. And so you, you go through, you work through, uh, obviously work up through the years. And how long have you been uh, with the fire department in total? And October 25th, it'll be 32 years. So 32 years. So uh, you work all the way up and you are now our, our, our fire chief. And uh, your department is amazing. You you ha- you guys do so much. And uh, one of the things that I am so appreciative of the things that you do are the charities that you guys work yeah. through. And we work together on one called Fill the Boot with Books. My favorite and, one. Yeah, it's all about reading. And this Our is favorite all about- one, too. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I love it because you guys put on a breakfast uh, for the kickoff. Yeah. Um, and I learned this year, we've been doing this for several years, but I learned this year that all the firefighters out there, they volunteer their time. They're not, they're not paid for it. They come out on their own accord, and they want to be there with these kids, and they want to be a part of it. So you bring out the third graders from these different Peoria schools, and- you really charge them up and talk about the importance of reading and literacy. And then they, they have this contest where they go through a few months and whoever reads the most, whatever class reads the most, gets a boot, a literal uh, fire boot filled with, with candy. Yeah. And you guys do a ton of charities, though. So is that something that's ingrained in the culture for, the, for firefighters? Is that something that's just part of the culture for, for you all? 
I, I really think it is. If you look across the nation, the majority of firefighters are volunteer firefighters. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that either. Huh. Uh, so I think it's in the nature, the fabric of the people that want to do this job to mm-hmm. give something back. And uh, ours started uh, from a firefighter called Johnny Valentine, and uh, there's actually a Johnny Valentine Award. So when I was on probation, I was still, a, they call him a booter. Okay. Polished boots and <laughs> it's got to be a boot. It's yeah. something with a boot. Something with a boot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm at the fire station at 93 on Thunderbird and 83rd Avenue, and uh, my senior firefighter and I are, are looking at a K12 saw, a big circular saw. Okay. And it's used to cut gates and locks, and you can use it to cut a hole in a roof if you want. And uh, it was bogging down at high RPMs, so he goes, "Get Johnny. He knows small engines." So Johnny comes over. And uh, he fires it up, and it's full bore, and he starts having a seizure. Oh, my goodness. And I'm thinking they're messing with me. Right. You oh, know? my god. Because I'm the new guy. And uh, Steve Hansen was my senior firefighter, and he goes, he's not faking, grab him. So I grab him. He grabs a saw, and I lay him down, and he's having a full-blown seizure. Wow. Oh. So I'm an EMT at the time, and uh, we happen to be having a, a crew meeting. We only had three stations at the time, so two other trucks are there, and... Uh, the medic comes running over and he goes, where'd he cut himself? He thought he cut his leg or something oh, with saw. Okay, okay. And Steve goes, he's not, he's having a seizure. And I still think they're messing with me because <laughs> that happens. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm sure well. it does. So um, they start doing their stuff, their medic stuff, and they put the monitor on them and they start an IV on them. When they started the IV, I'm going, oh, this is real. Yeah. 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 And uh, they call an ambulance, they take him to the hospital, and then... Uh, the fire chief comes down, Mike Fusco at the time, and uh, he says, they, they think he's got a couple months to live. Wow. So everybody's just devastated. Oh, my. So he, Johnny goes through surgery, uh, goes through chemo. He actually survives, makes it back to the truck, and then about a year later, it metastasized yeah. back again, and he ended up passing away. And uh, wow. that was when I was on probation. So. All of the firefighters put money together to give to his wife, to sure. his family. So we all donated uh, whatever it was back then. And then um, when she got back on her feet years later, she said, we're good. You guys are awesome. Uh, we don't need this anymore. And then we started the charity thing, the yeah. 501c3. So all the money that we were putting in just went started going to charity. So. And it is. It's just ingrained in the culture. It's ingrained in the culture of, of what you all do because you do it so much and the the charities that the the peoria fire does i know it's it's huge but it's what i love about it is that it's like you like you said when you were you know even when you were younger in the academy it's a part of what you do and that is building that culture and 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 as chief you've kept that going it's a big part i know of what you believe and what you want for this this peoria community and i think it's amazing oh absolutely and that uh Fill the boot with books programs, phenomenal. I remember back being a captain and going to school and reading yeah. the kids are just so excited to see the fire truck and, and uh, to meet with them. And I was at the graduation, which they do up at the park up there, up Thunderbird. Yeah. And uh, all the kids were there. And the guy who was running it, one of the firefighters, one of the moms came up. The, the girl who read the most books and got like a $100 gift card. Yeah. She came up and said, I'm just so happy for this program. And uh, she goes, my, my daughter has dyslexia, oh. and we we're trying to get her to read. And this program, she just took off with it, and she read a whole bunch of stuff. And so the firefighter's running it, and he starts crying. And Of course, I would, yeah, right? Cry right now. The wind, the wind was blowing a little bit. I got some dust in my <laughs> eye, and, and my eyes started leaking. Sure. And, uh, yeah, just every time I tell the story, I get it. Uh, it's very emotional. I was like, man, that's pretty cool, but awesome program. Yeah, and this 
what the program does is it really gets those kids reading and it gets them excited about reading. And I think that's really it yeah. because there's a lot of distractions in this day and age for kids, right? And um, the fact that this is a program that really just says, hey, get out there and read. Get out yeah. there and let's let's read as much as you can. And you, I, these events are awesome. The kids' faces are, they're totally into it. They love it. They love seeing all the firefighters out there doing their things. So Could be the hot dogs, too. It, well, the hot dogs are good, but I tell you what, I got to bring this up because this is a story. So a couple, I think it was about a year ago, we were at the, the, the kickoff, the breakfast, where you guys yeah. make the pancakes. Yeah. I learned something, Mary Lou. You're going to love this. Can't wait. So we're out there, and, and we're watching them make the pancakes, and, and they've got the batter going. And one of the firefighters pulls out a bottle of Sprite. Yes. And he pours the Sprite oh, yeah. in the batter. And uh -huh. I go, I walked over, I go, I go, what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? It makes it fluffier. It makes it fluffier, but it gives yeah. it a little bit of sugar. It does. So I said, what are you doing, man? And he goes, this is, the I said, is this your secret? He goes, no, man, it's been passed <laughs> No, I'll tell you what it is. So It's a Boy Scout secret. Because the Boy Scouts do that. I don't know. Really? My asked, son did it with Boy Scouts. This, That's how I know about it. This young man goes, I don't know. It was passed down to me. So I'm like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna test this. This was I think in November or when and they, they taste they, great, don't so they? Over over uh, the holiday break, uh -huh. my kids are at home. Uh, I was right like a couple days before Christmas. I'm like I'm testing this bad boy. So I went and bought a two liter of Sprite. My kids are like, "What are you doing, Dad?" I'm like, "Here we go." I made them pancakes, best pancakes they've ever, ever. had <laughs> ever. They go, "Dad, those are the greatest pancakes you've ever made." I'm like, "There you go, yeah. firefight." I just I let the cat out of the bag. The oh, you told everybody secret. the secret. Get yourself some Sprite or 7-Up and put it in your, your pancake batter. Mm -hmm. You will thank me. And you can email me at what's up Peoria <laughs> at PeoriaAZ.gov, <laughs> all one word, and tell me what you think because they're fantastic. All right. Yeah, and that reading program, by the way, the, their tagline is, I don't know if you heard it, it was uh, you're going from learning to read to reading to learn reading to learn yeah uh, and that's really the third grade thing that's really the big push in education is yes. third grade is when those kids make that transition yeah. from you're really you are you stop learning to read and then you start reading to learn and yeah. that's a great thing that that third that's why third grade is so important it's one of those really pivotal grades that we we and we do the same thing in the library we really push that with that grade because it is a pivotal literacy grade for for those kids and they really need to start at that point yeah. working on that that skill of i am now reading to learn something new so it's very cool and obviously uh with summer coming uh I, it would not be uh, it would it, i have to be able to bring up uh some safety things going on Absolutely. with summer obviously water safety is a huge thing in arizona and every time we turn the tv on and we hear of a tragic story of, of drowning um it's just one of those things that reminds us uh so you know i know you guys do a lot of of um you know public push to make sure people are being safe anything that you can tell the audience about safety this summer what can they do what are things that we can be doing as a community to be better at this uh, just be diligent on watching you know uh, you got uh, a party over there have a designated pool watcher i love that um, idea great we used to hand out uh, necklaces that said pool watcher on it oh okay and then if you were the pool watcher you wore it and then when you needed a break you'd give it to somebody else so somebody was always designated because you're wearing the that's pool a great watcher. idea that's a fantastic yeah. idea um so that's a real big deal up at the Lake Pleasant. Uh, you know, be diligent, stay hydrated, uh, yeah. watch out for um, the exhaust on the back of the boats, uh, the carbon monoxide and stuff. Oh, good. Um, Another, mm. yep, very good. Yeah, we get some people sit on the back of the boats with idling and stuff, and uh, they'll breathe in that, those fumes, and then they get lightheaded, and you can get uh, carbon monoxide poisoning wow. from that. I didn't even think about that. We've that's had some 
one of the things uh, the crew at the lake does is they have a monitor that checks how much carbon monoxide's in your in your blood. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, it used to be called a Rad Fifty Seven. Now it's built right into the heart monitor, and they can see how much CO. And they have a chart oh. that if you're over this level, then we need to get you somewhere to get get help. Ah, that's just unbelievable and I, I love the idea of the pool watcher because it's, it is crazy you think a party when you're having people that's the time when you wouldn't think something would happen but yeah. it happens more often than i think people realize well i think the misconception is that drowning is a noisy thing you know you see jaws and people mm. splash right, around of course. water but drowning is a quiet event it's somebody slipping under the water and not coming up again mm -hmm. yeah. so you're not going to get a lot of notice that somebody's not there like splashing around right and making noise so all of a sudden they're gone so that's why it's so important uh, to designate somebody and that person can't has to be diligent on watching yes and not drinking right not doing anything that's going to impair their judgment in this so yeah. pool watcher make sure that you are also being responsible but i love that idea of having somebody hey you're out there you're watching you're making sure uh that everybody's safe because and again it's not just kids yeah it's mm -hmm. adults too absolutely yes. and especially out at the lake right because yeah. alcohol, alcohol gets involved and we start having tragic accidents that can absolutely be avoided yeah and i think there's misconception they they look across the lake some of the folks and they go well, that's not too far right they go, mm. go and it's they start swimming and then yeah. it, it just keeps getting further and further away and uh, they misjudge the distance and now they're so exhausted they're in trouble. so yeah if you're going to try that i'd say put your life vest on and right. give it a go right. if you can't because make it then float you're on floating, your back and right get somebody back. can come help you at yeah. least so yeah. uh yeah great great tips and obviously um you know make sure you're you're checking those smoke detectors yeah, right absolutely. we want to make sure we're doing that we know that there's tons of, of tools out there for people to be using to stay safe whether it's you know drowning and life vests or pool watchers smoke detectors checking the batteries just change mine out i was very excited very about good. that Thank i got you. i had one chirping and I'm like, all right, if one's chirping, the others are oh. going to start. And it always, what? Okay, Gary, you're a firefighter. Why does it chirp at three in the morning every time? Why can't it chirp at like two in the afternoon? That's uh, just to make sure we we set them that way. So okay. make sure you guys just, wake up. It's a test, really. I just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time my, my fire, my it, fire. It's, I, it's your fire drill. It's yeah. every It's time. your fire drill. And it's going to test to make sure you can get out of the house. I'm That's telling right. you, and I talked to my wife, but I'm like, man. These chirps, and, and I'm glad you, you said, told me it was you guys, because now I know who to blame. Because every time these things chirp, I'm like, why is it three in the morning? Like, just chirp at two in the afternoon on a Saturday when I'm sitting there watching the Diamondbacks game, because that's an easy fix. Yeah. Here's my nine volt. I'll throw it in. Boom. I'm good to go. No, it's four in the morning. Yeah. And I'm, I'm and then you got to figure out which one it is, because yeah. you're like, okay, we're... Oh, no, it's oh, not no. this one. I got to go over to this room. So. You got to wait 10 seconds you or do. 30 seconds yes. between each beep. Each beep. So yeah. make sure you're checking your smoke alarms and maybe just in, instead of waiting for the chirp, get on a, a, a regimen of what? Every six months changing batteries? Is uh, that? They say once a year. Once a year. Yeah. And the okay. smoke detectors are good for 10 years. 10 years. Okay. So, so there you go. Them, yeah. you heard it wait, first. the actual smoke detector is good for 10 years and then you have yeah. to replace it? Correct. I didn't know that. There you go. So you heard okay. it. Next time you take it off, look at the back. It should It say. has a date. It has yeah. a date. Okay. So you heard it right here from our chief, that's, right? Our fire important. chief. 10 years. Change your batteries out once, once a, a year. year. That's how you stay safe. Get some, some pool watchers. Make sure you're being safe this summer around water. There's so many pools. we got the lake. we got a lot of things going on. Um, but speaking of the lake, and you were talking about your crew up there, yep. uh, Peoria is... Uh, awesome because there's just this well-rounded department that you that you have so tell us a little bit about all the different elements that make up the peoria fire uh department oh cool uh the lake stuff uh, we'll start up there uh, that started years and years and years ago with two people on the weekend in a brush truck 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, they just went up there because the lake was starting to get busy. And so I, I was a captain back in those days, and it was an overtime gig. They just overtimed it on the weekends. And so I would do it because I like going up there. It was great entertainment sitting on a 10-lane boat ramp. <laughs> watching people try to back their boats oh, in. Oh, no. <laughs> so you folks have, have trouble backing your boat. That is exactly why you. I don't own a boat. Right, exactly. I, like, can't I do love that. the people watching. I just sat out there and watched them all try to do this and just left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the husband's in a boat and the wife's trying to back oh, it in no. and he's yelling at her and she's yelling at him. And I'm eating did, a sandwich. It's just great. Did you ever just want to, like, Get out. Let me do it for you guys. I got this. this yeah. I could do it in about five seconds. Now, I'm sure you didn't, but... Uh, we've done that with the fire engine before with move-up engineers. Okay. We say, okay, junior move-up day's over. You're back in the back seat. You got to figure this out later, but... No, I wanted to, but I never did up at the lake. <laughs> so you have the lake, and that's really uh, grown into to quite a big unit up there, yeah. right? So uh, that expanded over the years. Uh, then we had four people up there in the daytime, and then two of them would come back to this main city and we kept two up there at nighttime okay. for a while. And then they finally went four person, 24 hours a day. They're over on the Pleasant Harbor side over there and they have uh, a brush truck up there. They got a fire engine up there. They got the fire boat up there. Right. Which is a, couple, a few years old right now. Right. The boat yeah. hasn't been around for very long though. Right. This one hasn't. This, this is our one? second one. Our okay. first one was a, a grant we got from Tohoto right. Autumn Nation okay. uh, mm-hmm. for that boat. And, uh, so they're all boat certified. Awesome. Uh, so that's a bunch more training they got to do up there. They're all swimmer, uh, rescue swimmer certified. That's a bunch more training they got to do up there. So uh, every day there's some training in, in the fire department. Monday is hazmat training mm, for our wow. hazmat technicians. Hazmat's at the 83rd or Thunderbird and 83rd Avenue, our hazmat truck. Tuesday is technical rescue training, which is uh, mountain rescue stuff, swift water rescue confined space rescue that's all covered under technical rescue and that's at station 195 and we have a company at 197 so that's where all the hills are and you guys do so much and 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 it's all needed it's all things that we have to have in this community as we grow absolutely but you got to understand our system is is a robust system in the valley it's Mm -hmm. called automatic aid Mm -hmm. it's not mutual aid so uh, most departments around the country if we have a problem in peoria i gotta pick up a phone and call my neighbor and say hey can you help and that's mutual aid and if they have extra resources they'll go yeah we can send something or no we're we're tapped to but this system in the valley takes the borders away so if we call 911 here at the at the library today and our closest engine's out then you might get an engine from Glendale or Sun City, our neighbors, automatically. Yeah, and you showed me this on the computer once when yeah. we were at a library event. You guys came out, and yes. uh, they used to come out, and the, they still do in the summer. And, and he, he Gary showed me this on the computer, and it is un, it's really, really cool, number one. But number it actually really gave me a warm fuzzy feeling because you know that somebody's going to be there to help yeah and it doesn't there's no there's there's no borders there's no it's not a turf war this is you yeah. need help we're going to get you the quickest help i thought yeah. that was amazing well the other thing i recall is when um tempe had the um very serious fire on tempe town lake weren't our peoria firefighters out there with our uh firefighter boat yeah assisting with that they were the, oh, i remember the that chief in tempe called the Bobby Reese, who was a fire chief at the time, and said, we got this deal going on, and can we use your boat? And I'm like, absolutely. So our mechanics 
came down, loaded the boat up on a trailer. The firefighter jumped in. They all went out there, and they actually went back the next day too. Yeah, I remember. And that's uh, how the community is. It's whatever the whatever the need is mm-hmm. is that's where you guys are going to be, and I love that. Yeah, we sent a crew. Remember the Chandler battery fire? I yes. do. Yes. yes. So uh, we sent our robot Ned, which was another grant from Toad Odom. It's for the hazmat team, and uh, we sent that to Chandler with uh, a crew, a hazmat crew, and Hunter Clare, along with Brian Leathers, they all went because uh, Hunter Clare was the captain on that battery storage fire in Surprise, like, mm-hmm. where they got blown up. I remember yes. that, too. So um, he's one of the most knowledgeable guys on battery stuff now. Yeah, he's an amazing individual. So he went out there, and they helped with that event for a couple of days. It's unbelievable. And I, I think the reciprocity between yes. the, the yep. departments is incredible, and it really does make you feel like you're here for the community, and I don't even think, I think it's something we all take for granted. I agree with you, and I think what I want everybody to, to know who listens to the show is, is, like you said, how robust this department is and needs to be, and what your team does on a daily basis is unbelievable. Yeah, well, you look at, the, we have nine stations right now, uh, eight stations we'll have nine coming uh, but we have 10 pieces of apparatus eight engines two ladder trucks and then we got the ambulances mm-hmm. also the rescues uh, but in the system we have 272 fire engines available to us so if it gets bigger we just keep going hey send more right. send more right and there's multiple times that they have a big warehouse or tire fire in phoenix and something and they send the world and we'll send our trucks it's called a move up We'll move a truck over to Phoenix to cover their area until oh, they can okay. get some, some wow. stuff back. And yeah, you talk about working together. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. And, and again, when you live in a in a sprawling, you know, metropolitan area like Phoenix and the surrounding communities are, that's what you need because yeah. there's a lot of people. I mean, fifth largest city in Phoenix and all the surrounding areas. You know, we're, there's a lot of people that live in Maricopa County in general, right? Yeah. It's the third largest county in the in the country, and you need things like that to make sure everybody can be safe. And 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 I just I'm blown away. And every time I talk to you, I learn something new, Gary. I always got some <laughs> cool story or something to share with me. But um, you know, I want to thank you for all all that it is that you do um, and that your team does for Peoria because it, it as these stories have shown um we need it and it's amazing and what you guys do not only obviously with the safety stuff and taking care of the community but the volunteer stuff is amazing as well i, I love it I, i'm blessed uh, where i'm at and I, i'd love to take the credit but uh, it's about the boots on the ground the folks that help me get to where I, you never get anywhere by yourself no, I so yeah. all those folks in the past so bobby and our union president ron and and all my captains that i grew up under i mean the, the guys with the most time on had 10 years when i got hired we thought they're going to be around forever now they're they're all retired and we do a, a retiree breakfast every first tuesday of the month nice at the restaurant and the retirees come we go and sit with them and and uh they're invited so to cool. all the stuff that we do anything that we do charities wise uh like the christmas toy event mm-hmm. where they donated uh over 100 families got presents last year unbelievable From, and then and that's a great event too they fill up the whole bay at station 191 which is four bays oh wow and it's just filled <laughs> with toys and then families the firefighters bring their families the kids are there and they get a piece of paper with some kids names on it and ages and you go around and pick up pick appropriate toys for that family two or three four toys for each kid and then they put it on a bag they load it on a fire truck and the fire truck goes and delivers them to the house 
Wow. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, Can you, you imagine to, the fire truck coming to your house no, as a kid? I would amazing. be so excited. It's, it, 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 I mean, you talk That's about, better than the toys, getting right. the firefighter <laughs> at right. your house. Yeah. You're right. The toy is secondary yeah. at that point. You're like, there's a fire truck here with these all. I mean, you talk about giving back. That's giving back. Yeah. And, and Gary, I know you don't want to take all the credit, but I will tell you, you are somebody who gives back all the time. I know, I, I, you know, our conversations, I know how much you give back. You coach hockey. Um, right. You know, hockey is part of your DNA. It's not going anywhere. So you, you're still coaching and playing, correct? You still play hockey? Yep. Yeah. Play, uh, in the summer, in winter times, I coach at one of the high schools, and that's, I think I'm going on my 13th year. Wow. And right. then, uh, so I don't play in a pickup league, or I don't play in the men's league in the winter. In, in the winter, summertime, we don't have high school hockey, so I play on a men's league team. And he, yeah. we go out. We call it the you? we call it the NHL. The, yeah, of course it is the night hockey league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, Gary. I, I don't know if I'd want to get checked into the boards with you, man. I yeah. think I'd be in. I think I'd be in big trouble. Well, the older I get, the better I was. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's all of us. Man. Yeah. Well, like I said, the, what what you and your um, your team does for our community, I, I want to thank you and thank you pleasure. so much for coming in and and sharing with us. I know there's there's so many more stories we can get to, and we will have you back uh, because I just love hearing about the stories and and again all the knowledge that you bring with you. Thank you, and I know Mary Lou, you wanted to mention something that the the fire department does specifically that is really a uh, you you truly love. I do, and because I'm I'm very much into the social media aspect and our marketing aspect for the city and how we get information out to the community. One of the things I love is following your social media. Oh, cool. They do have a follow fire social media that's really great. Very you guys do interesting. an awesome job. I love great it. Great information, but they also have a tagline that I absolutely love, and it really speaks to the culture of, and it's care for each other. Right. And you end every single post with care for each other. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that really took off uh, one of our captains, Mark Barbie, uh, but he took it to that level. He's the one that created all that uh, hashtag stuff, and it's it's on our fire trucks now, and it's pretty much the message uh, we try and tell the, the folks in the field, you know, take care of each other. It's just stuff, about so. caring for your community, right? we got to care for each other, and, and that goes both ways. we got to make sure we're taking care of our, our fire department and giving them the tools that they need to be successful, uh, getting out of the way when they're driving past you. Get <laughs> yeah. out of the way. I don't understand. <laughs> if the fire truck or ambulance move over to the side, everyone. Well, we got some we, new technology for that. Good. It's uh, something in the front of the truck that will talk to the smart cars. Okay. And it'll actually come on your radio and say emergency vehicle approaching or something. What? Wow. I've okay. never seen it work yet, but okay. that's what my mechanics say. I oh. would love to see that. And then if you can that's get like cool. a laser beam that will just move them out of the way, <laughs> like that technology. I'm always amazed. I'm driving and I'm like, get over. And I'm, I'm getting over to the right. And I'm like, why are you not getting over? Did you not learn? This is, this is driving 101, people. If the fire engine is coming down the road, get over. Even if it's coming opposite of you, get over. Yeah. Get over. Make sure you... You, you you respect that because they your got, fire PSA for the day from Nathaniel well, Washburn. All I'll say is this: if it was you or a family member yeah. that that fire truck was trying to get to, you'd want everybody to get out of the way. Yeah. So get out of the way. So that is my PSA. You're right. So 
Well done. That all being said, uh, Gary, again, thank you so much for coming in and sharing the stories and talking uh, about what you and your crew do for the uh, citizens of Peoria. I will tell you this. Uh, I am super, uh, I feel super lucky to have you. I live in Peoria and I feel really, really blessed to have you a- as a part of our team and as our well, chief. Uh, I think that's great. And then your story of, of working, this is a, like I said, a homegrown firefighter who started at the academy, has worked his way up, and now we are lucky enough to have him as our as our fire chief so keep doing what you guys are doing and uh, we want to get you back on you're doing an awesome job we really appreciate it no thank you very much and obviously we can't do this without the support of the city itself and uh, all mm-hmm. the folks over the Fair. years that, yep. that built this stuff and uh, we're working to, to get to know the the new leadership like everyone else is yeah. and uh, that's going really well and i see some good things on the horizon and We'll just keep planning and looking for opportunities down the road. I hope so, and I hope our, our council continues to be uh, supportive. I know they always have been of, of, of fire, and uh, we want to make sure that that trend continues. And all of you out there, uh, you know, be as supportive as you can because this is a great group of of, of people who do amazing things on a daily basis, things that most people are, are not going to do. Uh, let's be honest. There's not a lot of people that want to run into a building that's on fire to go save something. It's not easy to do. So this is a group of people that are tremendously courageous and brave. Uh, they give back to their communities in a number of different ways. So let's make sure we're supporting them. And by what the if- way, when you show up to a lot of our events in the city, you'll see our fire department there. Absolutely. They give out really great fire hats uh i happen to have one yes my um, kids do too right and 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 they're really great about just making sure our events are safe and that you know if anybody is injured or hurt they they take care of it so also being a part of all of our events across the city is really really extraordinary so thank you so much for that oh no problem that was one of my favorite things to do get out in the public and walk around and if there's anybody out there that knows somebody or, or wants to be in the fire department uh, oh. just follow our social media page yes. when we do have an exam uh, we will put it on there, and you'll see the dates for it. And uh, you need to have your emergency medical technician, which is a college class, one semester. And uh, once you get that, then you can start testing. It's a written test and, a, and a, an interview and a physical fitness test is is in there also. Uh, but if you're interested want to know more, we do uh, some ride-alongs. You can sign up and ride at a fire station and, and cool. talk to the firefighters and ask questions and see if it's something that you want to do. But we're always looking for firefighters there you go you heard it from the fire chief himself if you want to be a part of what the amazing thing that the the peoria fire is doing that's how you become a part of it so very cool and don't be yeah. discouraged if you don't test the yeah, first time right that, uh, that you, is you clearly be, not you, gonna always happen right? follow not take it follow personal. our fire chief's lead <laughs> just cast that wide net and whether you're a firefighter in peoria or somewhere else you're doing something good yeah. that's what we care about but if you are interested in getting involved in peoria there you go that's and how you do, do it we do have a cadet program also on those kids help with volunteer also they help at the pancake breakfasts yeah they do uh just prep for getting hired they talk about interview questions they do interview prep they do uh a lot of skills courses because you got to be physically fit yeah Uh, it's it's uh (laughs) it can be demanding at times um so we have that too and uh, the cadets are a great program that we have and a lot of folks get hired out of there and to other departments too and we yeah. encourage them to test everywhere it's not like you're ours it's like right. we're, we're trying to help them actively get hired somewhere in the fire department and that just builds relationships down the road right because mm-hmm. they, they get hired in another department around us and we see them down the road they always remember what uh, what we did absolutely so yeah. all right well again gary thank you so much for you coming bet. on i appreciate it. mary lou thanks again for coming i appreciate <laughs> it i want to remind everybody uh we do have a new uh email address it's what's up peoria at peoria 
az.gov and what's up Peoria is all one word. Make sure you email, tell us how we're doing, tell us what, what you like. If you have questions that you want to ask our, our guests, we can get that information for you as well. And and then obviously, I've mentioned this before, you can get our uh, podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, we are there. So make sure that you, uh, you follow us, uh, that you click that follow button because we want you to follow us. We are doing these episodes uh, every single week and we I will take a couple weeks here and there uh, throughout the year but for the most part we try to drop one every single week and um, as you heard today we we always have great guests on uh, and so next week I'm very excited because we will have a second part kind of this public safety we are having our police chief Mr. Art Miller is going to be on joining us next week so very excited that uh, we were able to we're going to be able to talk to both of our chiefs here in the city so you know what's going on with public safety because public safety is number one it is the number one thing that we want to make sure everybody understands and knows about that is happening in Peoria. So with that, make sure you're getting out to all the events that are going on. We've got free movies this weekend. we got shows that are happening, uh, summer reading kicking off. So always something to do in Peoria, always something to see, and uh, always great guests coming on and joining myself and Mary Lou for this awesome podcast. So with that, appreciate everybody tuning in. And until next time, this is What's Up Peoria.